we join in our Christmas dialogue as we begin our worship tonight. Who are these angels who come to earth? Who are these shepherds who run to sea? Who is this child so small, so slight? Who is this king, a manger his throne? Who is this God who sends a son? He is Christ whose light shines in the darkness. Today, Christ is born. Hallelujah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night 
shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that we who walk in a world that is often dark may know your light shining in our lives. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
first reading is from the book of Isaiah, the ninth chapter. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders. And he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken when Cornarius was governor of Syria. All went to their towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was a descendant from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on peace, on earth peace, among those who he favors.
gone into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Gospel of our Lord.
I wonder if years later they had a hard time remembering the exact sound, or was it something you could never forget? You know, it's actually pretty amazing that it was shepherds to whom the angels appeared to herald the birth of Jesus. I mean, Luke starts his story off by naming all the big guys. Caesar Augustus, we learned about him in ninth grade world history. Governor Quirinius, but it isn't to the big guys that the angels appeared. It's to some unwashed, no-account shepherds, whose profession by the time of Jesus had become the one most likely to be filled by those at the very bottom of the social ladder. I guess what they did wasn't considered decent work because they did things like graze their sheep on other people's land. So everyone called them thieves and degenerates. In fact, many towns back then had passed ordinances barring shepherds from even coming inside city limits. So they were stuck out in the wilderness. But it is to them that the angels burst forth with good news of great joy. I'm wondering if any of us can relate to being feeling like we're stuck in the wilderness. If not you, then you know someone, someone who maybe stays away from church because they don't feel welcome, someone who maybe stays away from a lot of places and things and people because they don't feel welcome. There are all kinds of wildernesses in which to be stuck. There are wildernesses of grief, disappointment, illness, Poverty, fear, anxiety, addiction, depression. There are wildernesses of worry, of not measuring up, doubt, loneliness, lost hopes, dreams. This time of year, there are the wildernesses of overspending and exhaustion. There are many things in life that isolate us. And I think we all, have an inkling of how the shepherds felt out there all alone under a fathomless sky with rocks for their pillows. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And it's that God loves outsiders and wilderness dwellers. Has from the very beginning. God loved to do things like choosing people no one else would have to make the big announcement about Jesus' birth. To these shepherds, shunned by many and disappointed by much, to them the angel said, Don't be afraid, we bring good news of babies born for you in a manger in Bethlehem. Maybe that's why they've caught my imagination so much. It might also have something to do with an experience I have with another group in society that's often forgotten or overlooked and might feel stuck alone in the wilderness. About a month ago, on November 22nd, our governor declared it State Adoption Day for foster kids. A good friend of mine is a judge and invited me to his court in Port Orchard where several foster kids would be adopted into families. It was one of the most joyful and chaotic things I've had a chance to attend. Matt says it's his favorite day of the year. It was loud. There were kids crying. 
There were pictures being taken. Some kids had to wait outside because they are too sensitive to loud noises. But it was all okay because it was such a festive, fun, not your normal day in court kind of a day. When it was their turn, each family came to the front and their caseworker and then the attorney shared that she or he knew the family and then verified they were fit to be parents of this child. And then Matt said the words, I declare so-and-so to be adopted. And those who were not a family, by his proclamation, became a family. I was thinking that's pretty much what happened to the shepherds on that dark Christmas night. There they were, tending their sheep, when the angels told them a child has been born for you, and when they rushed to the table, stable, they found Jesus, just like the angels said, wrapped in bands of cloth and being attended not by the big guys, but by people not much different from them. An unwed teenage mother, a lowly carpenter, and a bunch of animals. It was probably pretty chaotic there, too. But everything had changed. God had not been a human, and now God was a human. That human, Jesus, was born for you. For all people. What a proclamation God made that night. Well, Matt adds something to his proclamation. After he says the words that they're a family, there's a pounding of the gavel, only not by the judge, by the kid. Matt told me that a few years ago he had an older girl who was in foster care and then was sort of claimed by a relative in another country to which she was brought. Only the thing was she was housed in a camp where she didn't speak the language and the, she was miserable because she didn't end up being claimed by her distant relative. It so happened that a couple met her at the camp, found out she spoke English, and were able to somehow get her back to America and into their home as their foster child. On the day of her adoption, Matt said he looked at her and she just sort of seemed beaten down by life. So after he proclaimed them family, he said to her, hey, I need you to make this official. Can you take my gavel and pound it on this circle here? She just lit up, grabbed the gavel, pounded it, and Matt said, you did it. It's official. You're a family. Now he lets all the kids help him by pounding the gavel. When I was in court, I got to watch a little girl in a frilly dress grab the gavel and have to swing it three or four times before she finally connected. <laughs> An older boy in a Seahawks jersey just blasted that thing. Another little guy kind of hid in his mom's neck, barely peeking out as he haphazardly swung. But he did it. Foster kids are people a lot of us forget about, kind of like the shepherds. And many of the journeys these kids have had that got them to where they are would be unimaginable to us. One mom held a sign saying, after 856 days, you are finally our son. And again, it just reminds me of what God did on that night Jesus was born. Telling those shepherds, Jesus was born for you. 
You are my family now. I am here for you. I wonder how they would have swung that gavel if they had one. Would they sort of miss it at first, or did they just swing for the fences? Well, there was one other thing I loved about Adoption Day, and you could tell all the families went together because most of them dressed alike. There was a Seahawks family, of course. There was a family in fancy clothes, all the girls in purple, all the boys in green. I guess it's kind of I guess one time Matt said there was a family who were all wearing Superman shirts. <laughs> he asked them if they would share the story of how they came to choose that to wear. The dad said their son wasn't too sure about being adopted, but he did like Superman. So in their conversation, the dad told him, you know, even Clark Kent. what did it. <laughs> and to this day, Matt has a little handwritten sign on the edge of his desk. Even Clark Kent was adopted. <laughs> when those shepherds got to the manger, after maybe having to sneak into town, surely not after having had time to sneak in a bath, it didn't matter. Because they didn't find God all dressed up like the heavenly host. They found God dressed in the same outfits they were wearing, the outfit of a human being. Can you imagine? God took on our flesh so that God could be fully with us in this life, no matter what, good times or bad, no matter what life throws us, born as we are so that no one would be left out. It's a message of love for all people in all times and in all places. So tonight, on this holy night, when we remember God slicing through the heavens like a knife through inky black paper, know this. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. It doesn't matter what wilderness you might be stuck in or how long you have been stuck there. I am here to proclaim a child dressed just like you was born for you. And by God's proclamation, we are all in his family. And we are all now never alone. Glory to God in the highest.
the good news that we've heard tonight. And on Christmas night, we respond to the word. Paul says that we believe with our heart and we confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. And so our opportunity to confess with our mouths tonight, we're using the Nicene Creed. 325 AD, the church came together and tried to put into words what the scriptures tell us about who Jesus is and what Christmas in particular is all about. And that's why we use this creed tonight. We join together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us now respond and pray to God for all of God's people and bring God our heart this night. Gracious God, we do bring to you our hopes and dreams for our broken world and blessed world with the promise that you have adopted us. Lord, in your mercy. For all leaders and those who have influence, Give them a heart for justice and righteousness. Lord, in your mercy. For the church throughout the world, that the good news of Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us to save us from our sins, continue to be proclaimed to all the world. Lord, in your mercy. For peace in our land, in our cities and neighborhoods, in our homes and in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. For all those hurting this night, we bring them to you now. We have many people on our hearts, and so we have this time of silence, and we bring them to you with the promise that you hear us. Lord, in your mercy. These and all the things we offer to you, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. 
Before we share the peace and we move into the offering, I think this is a perfect time because the offering is all about giving thanks. And we don't do this very much, but I think this is a great night to thank Justin and our choirs and musicians and trumpets. What a blessing. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please share that peace with those around you. I love it. I love seeing you share the peace and the love of Christ. We get to practice sharing the love of Christ in our worship circles. And it's a joy always to see a lot of our young people, children of this congregation, coming home and families and reunion. I just want to make a quick note that if you are a guest today, I'm going to have those friendship pads passed down, but only if you're a guest member. You don't need to sign this tonight or anything, but if you're a that's a great spot. If you want to know more about our worship and our church, you can do that there. And with that, continue with our offering.
Holy God, as we present gifts to you, we pray they might reach those in the greatest need, lift those in the deepest despair, and bring compassion and peace to those who find themselves amidst conflict. We pray this in the name of that holy child, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the Word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see, and so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We remember how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. We pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us in the breaking of this bread as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God. You may be seated. And there is on that same page a word of hospitality to the supper. And I draw your attention to that. And we continue with the meal.
May this, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, the true presence of Jesus, be with you and keep you in his grace and peace now and forever. So before we light the candles tonight, um, just a note and instructions on how to do that safely. So the, the lit candle um, never turns. The lit candle stays lit, and the unlit candle goes to the side, and then we go from there as we now light our candles and hear the gospel from the Gospel of John. A reading from John. The Word was first. The Word present to God, God present to the Word. The Word was God, in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through Him. Nothing, not one thing, came into being without Him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The lifelight blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. The lifelight was the real thing. Every person entering life, he brings into light. He was in the world, the world was there through him, and yet the world didn't even notice. He came to his own people, but they didn't want him. But whoever did want him, who believed he was who he claimed, and would do what he said, well, he made to be their true selves, their child of God's selves. These are the God begotten, not blood begotten, not flesh begotten, and not human begotten. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish.
May you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the magi, and the peace of the Christ child. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.